All right, grab your whoopee. If that's coffee, a beverage, or your sneakers. Whatever makes you feel warm and fuzzy, because today we're talking fear. The things that make your palms sweat. Hey, Kim. So a couple days ago, we just celebrated Halloween. How was it? What happened in your hood? What was going on? It was weird. It was weird. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because we've been here for several years. And I mean, typically on Halloween, we have a line of cars down the street. And and they just keep coming. And we can even, we're those people that sometimes we just turn off our light and pretend like we're not here. And the kids (laughs) are out there banging like, we know you're in there. Ours (laughs) is a hot neighborhood. And last night, it was... It was empty around here. You would just see a, you know, one family kind of stroll by and go to the neighbor's house and then another family and everybody was walking. No cars. It was very different. What about your neighborhood? You know, it was the same. Our neighborhood is usually pretty active. I mean, there's tons and tons of people in the streets. And last night it was very similar. We decided not to go trick or treating and kind of looked out our front door, looked out the front window just to see how many people were out. Uh And it was not a whole lot of people. Very similar. Just Kind of one family, then another family. It just was much, much less active, much yeah. less activity going on. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with it because I don't like Halloween anyway. What? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the worst holiday ever. It just scares me. I think I haven't liked it since I was a little kid. I haven't liked it really much as an adult. I got to tell you, my husband learned his lesson when we were dating. Oh, you got to tell me this one. He took me to this fancy, fancy hotel got us a really nice suite on the top floor, corner room. I mean, he went all out. And that hotel just happened to have a haunted house up on that top floor. Oh, goodness. I was like, what were you thinking? (laughs) Because these little girls, these little seven-year-old girls or whatever, they were dressed up kind of scary, and they're like, Kimberly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, scared the pants off me. And so he learned his lesson that that's not my holiday. Let's just go for Christmas when the the floor is decorated with Christmas trees and cute little elves, you know? <laughs> so, oh, that's hilarious. So it freaked you out. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just have never liked it. It just feels evil to me. <laughs> a little too much gore, too much with the skeletons and the yes. uh, tombstones, and it's pretty gory. Yeah, no, I do like seeing a cute little strawberry dressed up or the cute <laughs> little angels or princess. I love that part, but the rest of that, I could let it go. I get it. There are parts for me that I really enjoy. I love the trick-or-treating with my kids and watching them grow up do that. They they love it. They have a good time with it. But yeah, sometimes some of the costumes are just a little too much for me. And Yeah. So let's talk about Scared. I got to go back to, you mentioned earlier, this whoopee. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what a whoopee is. I have no idea. A whoopee? No. You've never heard of a whoopee? No. I've, oh, come on. No. All right. So <laughs> uh, for me, I think of a whoopee as like something soft and cuddly. I mean, my mom tells the story that I literally carried. It's a blankie. When I was a kid, she was like, I carried that blankie until it was shredded. She was. She literally had to be like, it is time to give it up. And I was like, I am not giving up this blanket. I think that just tells a lot about me and who I am. But yeah, whoopee is like... Uh, what do you hold on to when you're feeling a little anxious or fearful or, or scared? Yeah. Yeah, all right. No. Okay. Not I, resonating for you. No. Can you see the look on my face? <laughs> like, I see it. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to ask my parents, did I have any kind of a, a whoopee or a blankie? I don't think I don't think I was that kid. I'm pretty sure I wasn't that kid. I was the kid that, you know what? You don't need to hold me or rock me. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer not. No no touching, please. No touching, no touching. And I'm still that way to this day. My poor husband, he's he's a cuddler and I'm like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to sweat. So, yeah, I'm going to have to ask my parents because they were loving. They were kind, but they were the parents that like, you know, turn off the light and get in bed. <laughs> you don't need a whoopee. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'm scared of the dark. They're like, it's OK. Just turn it off. You'll Let's be go. good. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember. It could be totally, totally different and just only this in my mind. But that's kind of what I, I no, I didn't have a whoopee. All right. So why do we have whoopies today? We're talking a little bit about fear, right? I mean. I love this whole notion of Halloween and thinking about the idea behind the holiday and how there's some fun aspects to it around the strawberries and the trick-or-treating, but there's also a little bit of scariness to it. And I know you started thinking a little bit about fear and what you've been fearful of in your leadership, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear what you've got. Well, if I go all the way back to when I first took on my leadership role, I, I don't think I had just one fear. I had several fears, but... There was probably two that were at the top. And I think about those leaders that say, you know, I got this. It's not a big deal. Or they act like they have no fear. I'm like, come on, let's get real. Because it is a scary move when you have people underneath you are going to try to lead them. And so my biggest fear was just that I wasn't sure they were going to follow me. Hmm. And I knew I had a job to do. I knew what the leadership above me wanted for this department and what they had a vision and I was the one that was supposed to help carry that out and supposed to help kind of turn the ship. And I just was afraid that people were not going to come with me. (laughs) And that would bring about some tough conversations. And for a person that doesn't like conflict, I was kind of scared of those, too. I was fearful of, well, what do those sound like? And are are people just going to jump off the ship and I would be left here all alone trying to do this by myself? And so that was really my biggest fear of, will people follow me? So when you say tough conversations, tell me more about that. What is that? Is that tough conversations with your boss? Is that tough conversations with the people that are on your team? Is it both? What is that? Yeah, I think it's more of the tough conversations with the people on the team, more of they don't want to go with me. This is the way we're headed. They don't like it. They're not on board. Mm -hmm. And there comes that conversation like, I need you to get on board because this is Mm -hmm. happening. Or you're falling below expectations because the expectation is now looks like this. Or we just need more from you. And so those conversations for me in the very beginning were, I've never had to have those conversations. So that was, it was a true fear for me. But you had to work through it. I had to get, I had to get over it. Yeah, I have very, very similar. It takes me back to my first job leading people. I was asked to lead a team that, did not have a clear vision or function, really. And in the organization, they weren't viewed as a strong team. And I was promoted into that role. My biggest fear, I I think back to that time, and I was leading people who had way more experience than I did. They were more senior to me. And I was fearful that I would not be able to, similar to you, kind of turn this ship and... I had somewhat of a vision, but I didn't have a clear vision of what needed to be done. I just knew whatever the team was doing at that time, it was no longer of value to the organization. And I had to help 
get this team refocused on what they needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was absolutely the fear of would I have the right vision? Would I have the right direction? And could I even get them going in the direction? Mm -hmm. And I remember one of our very first meetings, we were sitting in a conference room and there's six or seven of them in there and, and they're looking at me and clearly skeptical of me. I didn't have, again, as I mentioned, I didn't have the same experience that they had. And they just looked at me like, what do you know? You don't know what needs to be done here. And they may not have said it out loud, but it was a tough meeting. And it was tough because I wasn't getting through whatever I was trying to do or thought I was supposed to do. I was either not communicating it correctly or I wasn't inspirational. I wasn't all of those things that quote unquote leaders are supposed to be. And in that moment, I thought, oh, man, this is going to be really tough. And it is that piece of change and how you change an organization and do you have what it takes to help lead an organization, inspire an organization, and change them to something different than what they are today. That that had me quaking in my boots. It had me shaking in my boots. And I just didn't know that I could do it. I didn't know I could do it. Yeah. I have the same vision in my head. I can still remember where everyone was sitting in the room in my first meeting and the same thing, you know, have people on the team that have been there way longer than I have, have way more experience in this area, in this field than I did. I came from a different side of the organization and and it just, it's scary. It is a scary moment when you're looking in their eyes and when they're looking back and they're not the, hey, we're with you look. Yeah. It is more of a, I don't think you're going to make it look. So, yeah. It's absolutely that look. It's that look of, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not I'm not buying what you're selling. I'm not so sure you even believe in yourself. Uh-huh. And it's hard because you feel like you're all alone. Right. They're all looking at you. You're kind of looking around the table and thinking, no, it really is just me. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be influencing this. And you realize very quickly that it's much tougher than what you thought it would be prior to getting that role. At least for me, that was that was my experience. Yeah. And so then I think the question is, then how do you get past that? How do you get over that fear? Because it can be overwhelming. And you come back, you come back to your desk, you start to reflect, and you're like, OMG, what, what am I going to do? They're not with me. And that's not going to be an overnight. It's not going to be a light switch. It is going to be a long haul. And so... I think my question for you is how did you how did you get past your fear? I love that comment. It's going to be the long haul. I think it's my boss who always says, and I'm sure you've heard this before, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Change and just your career in general is just, it's the long haul. You know, for me, so when I'm in those situations, and it's taken me some time to really get past needing the whoopee. You don't get to take your blankie to work, do you? <laughs> I don't take my blankie to work, but... Yeah, it's gotten me some time to get past needing that, you know, whatever it is, to cope with the anxiety and the fear, the scare of being effective. And there's two things that I think about when I think about those situations and being fearful. And I think for me, it's what am I fearful about? Mm -hmm. What is this that has me kind of stopped in my tracks what is it that I don't know? Because typically that's what I see my fear is rooted in. It's something I don't know, I'm unfamiliar with. 
I just don't know how to navigate it or do it, whatever it is. So it's, what is it that I don't know in this situation? And then the second thing I think about is, why? What is it about me that has me stopped in my tracks? So it's two things. Number one is, what is the unknown? Mm -hmm. The second thing is, why specifically is this gotten in my crawl? Why has this scared me? What about you? What do you do? I want to flush those questions out, but I want to hear what do you do in those situations? Yeah, it is It is definitely a, a reflection. And fear can sneak up on me. And I don't even know it. But it's once I realize it, and once I come to this conclusion like, oh, this is fear, and what am I afraid of? I kind of automatically just kick into another gear because fear is not a value of mine. I don't like to give it energy and I don't like to give it time. What I like to give time to is the solution. And so there have just been so many times in my personal life and in my business life that I I just when I figure it out, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, let's go for the solution. And so, you know, it just takes me back to this story of when there's just something, and it's it's so when I go back to the value, it's something I want really bad. And I remember I wanted to scuba dive. I wanted to be certified to scuba dive really, really bad because I wanted to do that with my cousins. I'd seen them do that for many, many years, and I just wanted to be able to do that and explore that. But I was afraid of the water. And during certification, I shook for hours in having a full-blown panic attack. And I remember we were just at the end of the swimming pool. We were in the ocean and I have all my apparatus and everything on. And I was so panicked. I literally shot to the top of the swimming pool, which you cannot do when you're under the ocean, right? It's just for many reasons, more than one. You cannot do that. And I shot to the top of that swimming pool and the instructor comes up there and meets me up there and he lets me settle down a little bit. And then he looks me in the eye and he says, you know, Kimberly, scuba diving isn't for everyone. Oh, no. And that's when it kicked in. I was like, what? I gave him this look like, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) Give him the eye of the tiger. (laughs) Yeah, I put my... (laughs) 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 I put my regulator back in my mouth, let the air out of my vest, and down I went. Like, you coming? Because... (laughs) 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 And at the bottom of that swimming pool, there were, you know, there was other people down there waiting on me. And I'm sure when I left, I had this big eye look like, OMG, I'm freaking out. And when I came back down, that look was like, what's next? Because I'm on it. And so I kind of do the same thing in business where once I figure out it's fear, I'm like, no, no, no. Because what I want is more valuable to me than the fear. Like, I want my people to be successful. I want this team to be successful. I want us to be able to accomplish more, do more, be productive. And so it's those things that drive me into What do I have to go do to make that happen? I'm not going to let this fear stand in my way. That's excellent, Kimberly. I love that story of the scuba diving. As I'm listening to you tell that story, I go back to, I remember I almost had a full-blown panic attack teaching a class. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. No. (laughs) I'm like, not you. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I had to teach a, it was a computer class. I can't remember the software but it was one of my first classes I had to teach in my job. It was like my first six months, and it was at our headquarters. And so it was a kind of a big deal. And I remember walking into the room, and it was a computer room, but it was almost like a stadium. Like they, it, And so I just, I felt all of these people staring at me. And I get up to the, the I'm even like stuttering even thinking about it. I get up to the podium to kind of log in 
And you know me, in style, I'm running late, so I probably should have been the instructor who was already there greeting people. (laughs) I didn't do that. I I was walking in. All these people were already there. So I go to the podium. I log in and start to bring up the application. And I could not breathe. I could not breathe in that moment. It was like I started getting hot. (laughs) And I was like, what am I going to do? And I just remember in that moment, I think I'm going to have to walk out of this room. <laughs> oh no! no. Like, yeah, I have I have a hard time picturing you. Yeah, I, I was sweating bullets up there. I pacing. I finally left the room, and I just I remember I had to leave and take good three deep breaths. And it really was in that moment. I was like, "What is going on with me? What is happening? Why am I so fearful in this moment?" And I think sometimes our fear is rooted in just the idea of we're going to fail. Or we're going to be judged poorly. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make whatever success we're expecting. And so for me, yeah, I go back to those two things I think about. What is it about this that I don't know? I try to see each of those fearful situations or scenarios. I try to see them through the lens of what can I learn? I have this ongoing thought around what can I learn in this moment as fearful as I am or scared that I'm going to fail, what can I learn and apply and just do better next time? Mm -hmm. And for me, I unlocked that in the last five to seven years. And now I really just, I don't carry that fear as much in my life and in my career I mean, there are times absolutely when I'm still anxious or nervous about things, but I'm no longer in that place where I'm struggling to catch a breath or I'm walking out of a meeting thinking, can I do this? Right. It's now I can do this. It might not be graceful. It might not be perfect, but I can do this. And I'm going to learn something through this. I'm going to sharpen my skill set. I'm going to get better as a result or I'm going to learn what not to do. And I think the big thing that I've learned over time, because you mentioned about your team and how it's a long time and each person is different. As we lead people, each person is different. And so if tomorrow I got a different job and I had a new group of people, again, I'm going to have to learn something new because they're all going to be different than the people I'm, I'm working with today. That's right. There's just a point where you just do it afraid, especially like for a new supervisor. It's not like you can wait until the fear goes away to go have a constructive conversation or a difficult conversation or go lead a a tough meeting. You have just got to do it afraid. And I'm telling you, I dove afraid for years. I would shake under the water, but I wanted it so bad that I would just keep doing it. Same thing with probably with your instruction. There were times when I just getting up to start doing public speaking, facilitating, shaking in my shoes, but just the repetition to it over and over and over. Now I'm like, what conversation do you want me to go have? I kind of have this one. This is not a big deal. Not that I don't prep for it. Not that I don't maybe go bounce some ideas off of people about, hey, this is what I'm getting ready to go say. What do you think about this? But those things no longer bother me. They're no longer a, a fear, let's say. They're just a, there's just something you have to go do. I don't love it. You got to go do it. Yeah, it's the, I I like that, do it afraid. It's the thought around what are the experiences we have. And those experiences, good and the fearful ones, the anxiety-provoking ones, they make us stronger, make us better. But man, in that moment, when you are, (laughs) this makes me laugh about sweaty palms (laughs) and not being able to breathe, but In that moment, it absolutely feels like, I don't know that I can do this. 
And over time, you begin to practice that you can. You you continue yeah. to put yourself, you force yourself into those situations to go through it and you get stronger, you get better. That muscle gets tighter and bigger and you almost look for those experiences that drive you a little a little fearful. Yeah, that's just the moment where you just go punch fear in the face. You're like, oh, no, you didn't. That's what I wanted to do that day. This woman bull just punched that instructor and that fear in the face because I am getting this certification. I am moving on, people. Yeah, that's the attitude. That's a good attitude to have is I'm going to take this down. I'm going to punch this in the face and I am going to master this. Over time, I'm going to get better and I'm going to get stronger. That's right. So do you have any fears now? I mean, you've been in leadership a long time, so I still have some fears, but I'm wondering if if you have any, or you're just like, I got this. You know, am I fearful now? Are there things that kind of get me stuck in my tracks? Not so much. There are circumstances or situations that I have some level of anxiety, you know, and it's, I think about this and I'm like, does anxiety and fear mean the same thing? That's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. Do I have some doubt? I have doubt, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I have fear. I don't lay awake up at night thinking about things. I mean, that is what I did in the past. I would lay awake up at night or I would fall asleep and wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning worried about was I going to be able to do what I needed to do? I don't have that anymore. What about you? Do you have fear now still? I do. I mean, it's not like a heavy downpour like it used to be. It's just a light fog or a mist every once in a while. And <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's not debilitating, but what I fear most now, you know, we've we've been doing this for quite a few years. And I think as I get closer to maybe retirement age, my fear now is just being old school or stuck, being labeled as that, being that leader that is standing in the way of innovation, mm. progress, growth, forward movement for the business. Mm. And a so barrier. The barrier, yeah, because I've seen it. And I, I work really hard to stay up to date and at what's going on and what's new in technology and what's new in just our industry or our business so that I can help the team move forward and help keep pushing people and inspiring people to do more. Mm-hmm. And I think my just background fear is that I don't want to be that person ever. And so, listen, people, if we work together and it's time to wrap the Afghan around me and push <laughs> me on out the door, do me a favor. Care enough about me to say, sister, you've done well, and it's time for you to go enjoy the ocean. <laughs> Time to go scuba dive. <laughs> Time to go do more scuba diving. So, yeah, that's that, not a, a true fear that's a debilitating type of fear, but it's like, it's what keeps me motivated and going to keep driving for more and learning, continuing to grow in my leadership. You know, one of the things you said earlier on, I'm watching the time, we're running close to where we want to end this episode, but one of the things you said earlier was at a certain point, you finally realized that it's fear. And I'm so curious how you get there. I don't think we have time for that on this episode. Maybe mm-hmm. that goes to mm-hmm. the next one. Mm-hmm. But I am just curious, like, what are some of the things that you think about or you reflect on to get you to understand, oh, gosh, 
I'm having fear in this moment or I'm fearful of this next step or what I'm about to go do. I think that's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think it's worth a, a kind of a continuation and maybe we go into that. And there's another thing that's going on in kind of at the back of my brain when I'm thinking about fear and leadership is what about the leaders that lead with fear? Ooh, that's a good one. They instill fear in their team to get them to do things. And I think that's another great conversation. So I say we move on into wrapping this up and we come back to that on the next episode. All right. Well, what are you doing the rest of the day? Well, I've already started. So this morning, I it's, you know, the weather is turning cooler mm-hmm. and I am cleaning out my closet, all the summery things that I don't need to wear anymore. Mm. And I'm really kind of focused on this whole capsule wardrobe. I have so many clothes that it's ridiculous. And I see on Pinterest these capsule wardrobes where people have like 25 special items that they really love and they wear them all the time. I'm not going to get to 25, but I do think that I can cull and delete a lot of things to leave me with just the stuff that I really love and switch out my summer stuff to my fall stuff. What about you? What do you got going today? I have never even heard of the capsule wardrobe. No, I'm going to have to go check it out. Yeah, I need to go look because I have too many clothes myself. I'm like, I want to shed some of that stuff and get rid of it. So I'm going to have to go. I'm not. No, I don't know anything about that. Like, you don't know about the whoopee. I don't know about the capsule wardrobe. (laughs) What about you? What are you doing the rest of the day? Ooh, I'm so excited about today because we are at the beginning of November. And for me, this will be my first year where November begins Christmas in my house. Oh, cool. That's super cool. Good for you. I love Thanksgiving. I'm one of those people. Thanksgiving is probably, my kids were asking me last night, what's your favorite holiday? Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And I typically have pumpkins and turkeys and all that kind of jazz going on. But I love Christmas, I think, just, I mean, close to Thanksgiving. I mean, Christmas is right behind. And so I am excited about decorating. And my mom is coming over. And I'm really excited to spend some time with her and just getting the house ready for the holidays, even though. We all know everything is different this year. <laughs> yes. I'm still ready yes, yes. for it. I'm, I'm open arms, bring it on, Christmas holiday. Focus on the cheer, man. Focus on the cheer. I th- I love that. Get your Christmas up early. I did that one year. I had a girlfriend actually help me with that. And I will tell you, it was a game-changing year. It was, I think it was probably one of the happiest years <laughs> I ever had. But I was going to be gone from like November 1st to December 1st. So I was going to be gone for a whole month. And I didn't want to come home tired from being on the road and then have to put up Christmas deco. So this sweet girlfriend helped me put it up the 1st of November. And I love that. I think you're going to love it. So I encourage everybody else that's kind of over 2020, get out your Christmas deco. (laughs) That's right. And pull out your Christmas carols, the songs, bring it on. I am ready to turn on Little Drummer Boy, Noel. (laughs) Jingle bells. It's on in this house. It is happening today. I can't wait. Yeah. You know what else has to happen at the beginning of November? What else? Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love a good cheesy Hallmark Christmas movie. And God bless my husband because he he will watch them with me every last one of them for months. (laughs) I love the Hallmark. I mean, I'm like, come on, man. They're cheesy, but so so much fun to watch. I can binge those babies. They're like whoopies. They're just warm and fuzzy. (laughs) (laughs) Hallmark and whoopie. Hey, 
those of you who are listening, and we know you're listening because you've been sending us some comments and some texts and some phone calls. You guys are awesome. Awesome. So special. Thank you so much for all your support, all your likes, your shares, your posts, everything you're doing to get out the extra shot of Leadership Podcast. Before we drop out, all I want to know is, what have you been fearful of in your leadership? Does anything stand out for you? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm telling you that sharing this podcast, that is just a huge win for us. So we appreciate it when you share this podcast with your friends, with your colleagues, with other leaders. And we just, we love connecting with you guys. There's so many ways to do that. You can find us out there on your favorite social media platform. You can find us at our website, extrashotofleadership.com. And when you find us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure and hit that subscribe button because that'll get us to you every week. And then come back again for an extra shot of leadership. Did you check your audio? I've already busted it somewhere along the way. Check, check. Sibilance. Mic check, mic check. I'm just, it, you know, once you bust it, that thing stays yellow. So I'm going to let it be, let it be. Grab it and let's go because we're talking fear. Uh, we're not supposed to say fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. I didn't hear you on that. Can you say that one more time? Because the Zoom like, uh, but I got to take your picture real quick because I, uh, listen, Chris can. Are we hung up? Yes. And it is hilarious what it's hung up on. <laughs> I mean, it is.